Blog Talk Radio. here at Energy Awareness Radio and the founder and CEO of Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a board-certified energy, sound, and positive psychology therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 425,000 audio books and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest, Faust Ruggiero, is a therapist with a professional career spanning over 40 years. He has consistently established cutting-edge counseling programs in pursuit of professional excellence and personal life enhancement. 
And Foss is a published research author, clinical trainer, and a therapist who has worked in settings that include clinics for abused women, prisons, nursing homes, substance abuse centers, employee assistance and marketing development programs for major corporations, and inpatient facilities. He continues to provide counseling service for veterans, first responders, law enforcement, and other emergency personnel. During his tenure as the president of the Community Psychological Center in Bangor, Pennsylvania, he developed the Process Way of Life Counseling Program. And then he adapted that program into the format text presented in the Fix Yourself Handbook, which has received the Gold Award from Literary Titan, the Silver Award from the Nonfiction Authors Association, and the Bronze Award from Reader's Favorite. And that is our topic for discussion. Welcome to the show, Faust. Thank you for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? I am wonderful, Keith. Thanks so much for inviting me. It, it's a pleasure. I, you know, your books, the Fix Yourself Handbook. I would like to thank you for not just signing it to me, but writing a beautiful inscription. I'm honored when someone sends a book that they took time to inscribe and sign. It truly means a lot. So thank you for that. And kudos to you for all of those awards. That is really cool. <laughs> That's a lot. Well, I appreciate that. You know, you don't think about those things when you're uh, trying to, you know, uh, put the book together. But it's always nice to see when they come along. Sure, and it came along really well. It offers so much for each and every person, you know, seeking to transform their lives. It's practical and simple. The process touches, for me, it seemed to touch every aspect of life, emotional, intellectual, physical, spiritual. And I found it really to be quite easy to understand and follow. So, you know, it's something that I think everybody could resonate with because it is just laid out there in just such an easy format. Now, as I mentioned, you developed the Process Way of Life Counseling Program during your tenure as president of the Community Psychological Center in Pennsylvania, and from that work birthed this book. Was that because the result of the program was better than expected, or had you planned on writing a book about it to start? No, you know, it's a great question. When you do what I do for a living, and, you know, some people, this is a job. To me, it's a way of life. And uh, I really wanted something that was going to, you know, grab my people and and that they could change their lives with, and and long beyond the uh, the time when the counseling sessions were over. So, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time developing that program. I knew it uh, was going to be a good one because I'd spent so much time weeding out all the junk that, you know, you're taught early on that doesn't apply and and, and putting in the things that did apply. And I started to realize that uh, really we all have all these things. As you read the book, you know this. Nothing I wrote is new age, new, some new philosophy. It's all the stuff we already have, but we've abandoned using. And I just bring people right back to that. Say, okay, it's all in, in you already. Nothing new here. I'm just going to teach you how to go back in there and get it and begin to use it. You know, and I will agree with you. There was nothing new in it. However, people don't, they're not aware all the time of of their abilities and how limitless they are. And, you know, the process way of life, there's a lot to it. There are 52 processes, which that might sound like a lot. However, there's 36 chapters, and they are quite succinct. They're, they're short. There's the title, making the reader aware of the topic, a slogan, as you refer, refer to it, as highlight the overall message, and then the process employed to address the issue explored in the chapter. And I really like that because it just seemed to me that once you complete the processes as they're put forth, it's easy to refer back to anything you want to revisit. Not only that, but the processes themselves are charted separately, and they have descriptions, so you can refer to that whenever you need as you begin each chapter. So the format, the format is so good, it's so easy to follow, there's no guesswork, it just couldn't be easier, and I can see how the processes will become ingrained as you go through the book. And all of that is, to me, what made the book so simple for the reader to follow. It, it's, it's actually pure genius, <laughs> you know, keeping it simple with so much to gain. I kept wondering why someone hadn't come up with that before. Because as well, you said, you know, it's, it's not new. It's just the way you did it. Exactly. 
And, you know, and when you think about it, you know, when people give you all these different new programs and things to, uh, to remember and all these things you're supposed to do, most people will start with that. They'll start seeing some results, and then they fall by the wayside. You know, when I put this together, I, I wanted people to understand that they, they, if I got all these things inside them, but I wanted it to I, – I, it's designed just the way you said it. Let's be short, straight to the point. So the, the guts of, of the problem, honesty, for example, there's the three or four pages about it. But I wanted to Mm -hmm. do something different that I and I haven't seen this anywhere and it just shocked me was that no one said okay here's the problem now here are the steps do these things do them over and over again and you're going to alleviate that problem I haven't seen that anywhere I see you know 30 40 50 pages in a chapter and then some basic suggestions and then it drops. So I wanted something that was going to say, here, straight to the point, this is what you need to do. And if you do this, this problem is going away. And, you know, that's true. I haven't seen it. I read a book a week for the show. So that's 52 books a year. I've been doing this for 12 years. That's a lot of books. I haven't seen this. So I was stunned. And I, I really enjoyed it simply because, and I made the commitment to myself. I thought, you know, I know that you suggest reading a chapter a day, and then you advise reading the chapter a second time, which right. I often do with books because the first time you read it, you get what you get. The second time you read it, you get more. Sometimes the third time you read it, I, I begin to think, were there gnomes that came in during the night and changed this verbiage? I do not remember mm-hmm. reading this in this book. Mm-hmm. It's what you get. So you'll understand more. And, you know, Here's a question. When you suggested that someone should read the chapter twice, is that one right after the other, read the whole book and go back, read it the next day? How do you, how do you think they should read that the second time so that they actually do, you know, understand, get a greater understanding and growth? Yeah, it's a great question. I like, I love these, you know, what you're doing with applied questions because that's how I am. I want everything applied. It's mm-hmm. actually both ways. I tell people, you know, it's you're you're talking three to five pages. You know, most people can read ten pages in a day. I, I tell them, yeah. if you can, go and read it twice because the the first time, the way the mind works is, as you know, when we read something, the mind is already working to complete what it's reading. It goes ahead of us actually in in, yep. in print. <laughs> and, and, and it starts completing things. The second time around, you're, you're going to do just what you say. Okay, I didn't get that the first time around. And it's going to make the application process for those steps that much easier. Then I tell people, you think you got it the first time around. Read the book again. And then you're going to start to see not only uh, am I seeing some things different, you're going to say, well, I, I went through it. I started applying the program. Now when I read it again, I got a whole better idea about how I want to apply these steps because they're, they're meant for everyone, but people will apply them just a little bit differently because we're not all the same. Right. And I, I looked at it and I thought, okay, do one chapter a day. I can do that. I'll do that when I can read it the way it's meant to be read instead of reading it in order to do an interview for a radio show because that's right. a different type of read. You know, you're not, you're not integrating anything. And I just, right. I do love the book. I think and it couldn't have come out at a better time, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, right now we need a yeah. lot of help and this is really going to yeah. do it for people. And so I look at the fix yourself handbook as truly you can fix yourself. You, you can, people need to just look at that and see. And I thought, what if I start in January doing this? Cause I've got a lot of classes that I'm doing now and things. And I'm like, what if in January I start and I do one a week? You know, that's only 36 weeks, a chapter a week, and really, like, read it every day, and it it will truly become ingrained. So I offer this to the listeners simply because the holidays are coming. I know it's only August. I know that. But, you know, it's going to come real fast. And this is a great book to purchase for people. It's probably a really one of the best gifts you can give someone is to help them. Even if you don't think they need help and they don't think they need fixing, it's not about necessarily full repair. It's improvement as well. So you can... Everyone can learn from it, and, and I, I bet you'll agree with that. <laughs> well, you know, quite frankly, when I designed the book, you know, we talked about formulating the program, but when I sat down with the book, I said, okay, what do I need to do? People are reading quick, kind of like a microwave learning for everyone now, so I wanted the chapters small, yeah. but I wanted them to apply to anyone. It doesn't matter what race or, or gender or sexuality or what age, all those kinds of things. We all have this stuff. 
so we can we can change we can all make the changes so i wanted the book to be for everyone and and but because i know the way i wrote it i it's meant for everyone but it's it can be applied individually so what you do what you take from it and what i take from it will have a, some real similarities but it'll have some real different aspects in there too yeah, the growth will be incredible. I can see that just by even going through it as in the way that I had to go through it, you know, without actually ingesting all of it. And there were some things. I love the declarations. The declarations really sum up the chapters. Yeah. So yeah. that, yeah, those are like little mini mantras. And I don't like that phrase because people overuse the word mantra and, and they right. use one thing. And it's, no, this is different. It's, it's a declaration. And when you make a declaration, you're making a commitment, as far as I'm concerned, to yourself or to others and claiming, whereas a mantra is just something you say, wishful thinking, and it's going to happen like magic. And that's not, that's not how, you know, anything works. You have to apply and take action. And you have all those steps, you know, within the book. There's the action. There's the, um, the, the declaration. There's the follow through. I just I love the whole thing, the, the driving it home and then moving onward to introduce somewhat the next, the next chapter that you're, that you're going for. So really, when you look at how this is written and the format of it, I think the longest chapter may have been like six pages long. I mean, anybody can do that. <laughs> it's not Absolutely. hard, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty and, and cool. Again, now, that was, that was the design of the book. Let, let's do it. And, and you hit on another subject earlier and that you can go back and get it when you're done. It's also designed to be a reference book because we all know we make changes, but then after a while we kind of, you know, get a little arrogant and we kind of slip back and go back to our old tricks. Sure. So let's say, you know, okay, it's a chapter on anger and I'm, I'm dealing with anger and it's a year after I finished the book. I can go right back to that chapter, read four or five pages, go back to the steps and say, okay, I need to do these things again. I remember when I did it, it worked the first time. All I have to do is go back and do that, and I don't have to search for it in the book. I'm going to go to the index. It says anger. I'm going to go to that chapter, and I'm going to start right there. And from that chapter right there, when it tells you at the very beginning of each chapter the processes involved, you can go to the page. I think it was like page 7 or something where the processes categories and descriptions are described so that it can refresh your memory as to what this category means. What are these processes? What do they mean so that you can actually implement them more quickly? So, yeah, like I said, the format is wonderful. It just really well, resonated you know, with me. The, I like that. The other thing I did as I wanted this book to simulate a, a counseling experience, you know, people come in the office and they say, well, I've got a marriage issue or it's depression or it's anger or whatever it may be. And then if we're good at our jobs, you know, the people that do what I do, then we should be able to see that it's never just one problem. There's 10, there's 15 little things that come in there. And so I wanted, I, I wanted this book to be able to say, okay, well, you came in with anger, but gee, mate, is there some people pleasing in there? Is there, is there some uh, fear going on in your life? Are you being honest? And then they can go through that, just like we go through it in a counseling session. And what I do in those chapters is what I do in a counseling session. I don't spend a ton of time ripping through all information. I give them what they need to know about the information. I then will uh, give them exactly what they need to do. And at the end of each counseling session, what I'm telling them is, all right, now I'm going to drive it home. This is that piece you've got to remember. And now when we get to next week, we're, prob we're going to be doing this. And that's that moving ahead stage. So I wanted it to simulate something that was very natural in terms of helping people, which, people, which is the counseling session. Well, I'm going to ask a question that I didn't think I was going to ask, but, but it just came to me. Um, Right now, my children's organization has a mental health initiative because it's just been so apparent this year, the past year and a half, that children absolutely need more mental health, is help with issues. And, I mean, suicide rates have gone up 32%. It's crazy. It's just crazy. And for good reason, you know. And they're, they have this fear that they're going to take with them throughout life because that's yes. what happens when you're little. You take it with you throughout life. So have you thought about perhaps – coming up with a type of book that could be used for children that either parents could help them with or teachers in schools could work with them with to, to introduce them to this type of process so that they can have a better life down the road. You know, it was, it's one of the, uh, I'm do, uh, this is going to be a fix yourself series. So that was one oh, of the good. books that's actually going to come up next. And then when we hit, when the virus hit, 
then I realized I need to pull back a little bit because this whole thing changed. The way kids' minds are working now since the, the virus hit, it's completely different than it used to be. They saw things they never thought they were going to see. They were isolated. They watched yeah. their parents react. Uh, there's a lot more loss in their life. The schools were pulled out of the picture. And you're right. They're, they're no longer these kids that had, had, had that stable foundation like, like we gave them. Now everything is different, and we don't know what, what's going to be normal down the road. And, and people are actually looking for that. You know, I'm telling you, you've got to create it. You're not going to look for it. But, uh, you mm-hmm. know, so I, I, I really have to look at this a little bit to do, to do the right kind of book so um, uh, people can follow it and, and it'll do some good. I've, we're, we're actually doing some research projects that maybe within a year or so I'll be able to get that going and have, have the right kind of information out. You know, people are going to jump on that and put kids' books out right now. I know that, and they're, you know, <laughs> that's fine. I want to put the right one out. So maybe a year from now uh, we'll start doing that. And I agree, and I think you're the person to do it based on what I read in this book because I can't tell you how how really wonderful the book is, the way it's laid out, everything about it, everything about it. I, I just know that I'll be putting it in, you know, my waiting room when people come in and they can't have it because it's signed and inscribed and I don't give those books out, but they can go buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that will help them. But it, I think a children's book would really be, Terrific to either, you know, for parents or teachers to use, or even something that a child could read, you know, maybe an offshoot of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's just, I, I didn't mean to um, turn the conversation away from this one. I was just like, okay, wow, that was very selfish of me. I'm sorry. So, anyway, um, <laughs> in your book, there are 52 processes, which include, as you refer to them, process bookends. So, there's right. four setting the stage, and three then the end of the book, providing a deeper understanding for internal balance. So, can you tell us about those? Yeah, you know, in any program, you want, if you're doing it right, you should be starting at a place that's going to make some sense. You know, again, a lot of times you you read these books and they they just they you, know, you almost seem like you're picking up in the middle. I wanted people to understand that there are certain things you need to do in any program that are going to help you work the rest of the program. And for me, for my program, the first thing I want them to do is to slow down. You know, you, you don't make any, any quality changes fast. Slow down, be able to catch your breath a little bit. And then I want them to take their life, what I call, take it off autopilot. Stop following the crowd. Because if you're going to make changes, you have to make decisions. And, and uh, in order to do that, you're going to go to the third component, which is to be able to uh, learn how to work with facts. And that means you've got to get your mind – Get, actually get your emotions out of the picture and, and get your mind working with those facts first. You can emote later. That's all great, but I want them to be able uh, to get their, to learn how to, what I call I over E, intellect over emotion. Let's get you to the point where you're just tabling those emotional responses because nothing good ever comes of that. You do all that, you, you become brutally honest with yourself, face what you have to face. You do those four things, it sets the stage for everything that we're going to do. And I think that that, you know, right there, it does set the stage. And then you go into the remaining chapters until you get to the end where you have gratitude in service and faith, which is the other side of the bookends. Yeah. So, or, or, yeah. 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 And and, and between that, I I have a chapter that um, I, I call a practical formula to fix your life. It is, in essence, what I use in every chapter in there. It's something I call the present, understand, fix formula. And it yep. is what I use in every single chapter. It's how I counsel. It's how I live my life. You present a problem, just present it. This is the problem. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm getting angry. Okay, now I'm, the second part is the understand uh, phase where I'm going to get every piece of information I can find about anger and how it applies to me. And the third uh, stage is the fixed part where you go in and you say, okay, now I, can, I need the steps so I can put my practical formula to move forward, and I'm going to follow those steps. I do that in every chapter. That's what makes, and then that's probably why it stood out for you. It's, it's the same, same formula being revisited and applied successfully to all different kinds of problems. Sure, I will present it. I will understand it. I will fix it. And even more than that, when you say that declaration to yourself in any situation, it gives you that moment to stop, take a breath, and it allows you that space to think for a moment when you're not really thinking. 
you know, right. when you're more reacting so that you won't react. So, yeah, that that was really kind of neat. That was at the um, that actually is in chapter one where you kind of set off saying that. And, and I knew when because I think you said in the book, you know, this is this is going to be throughout the entire book. And it certainly was. Now, there are 36, 36 chapters in the book. Is there a specific reason that they're in the order in which they are written? You know what? Um, we, we put them in an order, and that was something, you know, I wrote the book and um, looked at the way uh, I, was, I was arranging the chapters, and it didn't seem to make a lot of difference because people were applying it differently. Uh, when, we, when I sat down with my copywriters and looked at it, and, and it's actually uh, her who said, you know what, let's arrange these things in a fashion where you can make it m- more programmatic, where you can, you know, because you're starting with bookends. Let's, let's see if we can, uh, and, and, and it was a suggestion to me, see if this thing can evolve in, 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 a, in a more, uh, an easier, a more palatable kind of a format. So I took some time and, you know, moved some things around, which of course required me to rewrite some chapters a little bit. But when I looked at it, it, it seems to be the easiest flow, the easiest transition from chapter to chapter for people. But I will tell you, some people will take them out of sequence. Sure. I mean, I can see that. If you read the whole book and you go back and refer to things, you know, you might realize, and, and because that's how life is, you know, like you said, one thing will lead to another. You're talking to someone and you're yep. realizing, okay, that's not the problem. The problem's here and here. And so they would go to those different chapters to see how they can make it. And they may find more things because it is just like a chain. You know, one hits the other domino. Boom, boom, boom. So, yeah, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's the way we wrote it. But, you know, people will, uh, since I've laid it out so simply, people will go to the contents and say, well, okay, oh, geez, there's this thing about uh, um, people pleasing. I always do that. It gets me into trouble. And they may may actually go to that chapter first. You know what? It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. I, I do tell them, read the first four you know, get those first four or five chapters down so you understand how the flow of the book is going to be and what you need to do to apply that chapter on, on people-pleasing. But then if you think you need to split it up, I, I didn't write them that they have to follow the other chapter uh, because your life may be one where you're dealing with fear or, or you may be dealing with um, communication issues or issues in confronting people, you know, and those may be the ones that jump out for you. If you think you need to read, read those first, absolutely go there first, but read the whole book because then it's all going to fit in together for you. Yes, I particularly, uh, I agree with that, and I particularly like the chapter four, I over E, brain power over emotional madness, because that that comes up a lot. <laughs> Well, you know, and that's what gets us in trouble because, you know, we, we're, we're, we've been trained to hear something or see something or someone, you know, says something and, and we immediately react. I mean, look at what we're doing with the, with the, with the virus and all the news mm-hmm. reports and all that kind of thing. We react first, then we say something or we post something. And I always tell people, just take a breath, get away and ask yourself a question. What do I want to do about this? That gets in the way of the emotion. And as soon as you said, what do I want to do about this, you've begun an intellectual uh, exercise there, and your brain is now working. Just take a step back. You know, it's the old rule mom gave us, uh, you know, uh, count to ten. Well, it actually, yes. it works. It does. And I tell patients that all the time. You know, it's always okay to take a breath. It's always okay to not respond immediately. You can take a breath and say, I need to think about that. You can take a breath to give yourself time because you don't want to, you always want to use your filter, you know, and sometimes when we don't, it gets us in a whole bunch of trouble. And yeah, so that was in the seven steps that are at the end of chapter four, I'll call them the steps to keep you out of trouble. <laughs> the first one is hit, hit your pause button. If you can stop for a minute, that will give you some time to decide what you want to do next. And that's right. very important. Yeah. Um, and then the second one, try to remove yourself from the situation. I think people have a little bit of difficulty with that one because they feel like they either are in the situation, want to be in the situation, need to take control of the situation or want things their way, you know, whatever. But that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of a tough one. Do you find that to be true? Absolutely. And, and, and that's why this chapter you know, is so important. Uh, you know, I, I watch emotions take over situations all the time. And the thing is, it's not just that you might say something or you might, uh, you know, put yourself in a position that even, is even worse. The very fact that you're emoting and, you're, and your emotions are negative, 
has you feeling bad. And, and the only mm-hmm. thing that's going to come out of that is you're going to continue to move forward with, with negative energy. And, and I, I keep, you know, I tell people all the time, we, we hear time management, we hear all those things. It's really about energy management is what it's about and learning mm-hmm. how to manage the energies in your body. And that's the whole flow of that. That's what this book is really all about. But it starts with not dealing with negative energy and and that takes a while to learn. That takes a you know a uh, time for you to, to learn how to get your brain to process before your emotions because that's not what we were ever taught to do. No, but if you if you allow the emotions to take hold, it also manifests in ways in your body that are not healthy. You know, high blood yes, pressure, cardiovascular everything. disease. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so I mean, everything comes from stress. They keep saying eighty percent of our illnesses are from stress. And I'm like, no, it's really closer to 100, like 99.9999, you know, really. Um, yeah. Because the third one is actually, absolutely emotions can have you going too fast. And then you can't stop. That's and, that's a, and that's the problem, yes. And that's why, you know, yep. you, you, your emotions get going and you're arguing with people and you're screaming and, you, and then you're defending information you think is relevant. And then when you take a step back and which is what people do then they come back and they apologize I said gee I really shouldn't have done that and that's what when I counsel my patients I'll say yeah you know if you can take that step in the beginning you don't have to you don't have all this wear and tear and then get to the point that you have to kind of put your tail between your legs and go say you know what I was wrong about that uh, it'd be a whole lot easier on everyone if you could just take a step back in the beginning. You know, what I've done, and I've done this for years now, is I, 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 I consciously said it's kind of a trick, but you verbally say, okay, what do I want to do now? And, and when I started to do that, I, I started to realize that I got the emotions out of it, and I was already adopting a plan. It was the first step in, in, in having a plan is to say what I want the plan to be. So now for me, when something happens, my first automatic step is to go is to take a step back, calm the body down, give my brain some time to work, and it, I mean, and it flows automatically. If you, if you work what I'm telling you to work, it eventually becomes your new autopilot, so to speak. And, yes. that's the, and it kicks yeah. in yeah. automatically. Yep. You automatically stop and you think for a moment. Mm-hmm. So you can make a good response to whatever it is, even if the response is, I need to think about that further. That's always okay. But we live in an age where people text people, and they expect to hear back immediately. So when they see them face-to-face, it's like, I want an answer now. I have to have the answer yeah. now. Uh, really, yeah. there's no emergency. Unless somebody's dying, there's no emergency here. You don't need to have that answer right now. You know. Uh, but that's, that's the times we live in. So but that's the right way to this, go. I, and, I, and almost all the time, if I'm asked a question, I, my response is, well, let me think about that, because I don't think the person I'm at, who's asking that question of me almost ever needs an answer on the spot. They may think they do. Right. That's just because that's right. what they're conditioned to do. But a sound reasoning should tell us that we should be able to take a step back, give it some thought, and then give an, a, an intelligent answer to the question, one that's a little bit more informed. Yes, but I think people put the pressure on, you know, especially if it's a, a coworker that needs something sure. done or a boss that's, that, you know, and that can be really hard. But I think I was hoping we'd learn more through COVID, that people would learn more compassion and kindness and, and able to, you know, slow down a little bit. And for a time they did, but now we're getting back to normal, as it were. And I think people are now starting to see, well, let's just do this. Let's just do it. It's okay. Let's just do it. And they're trying to make up for lost time, which you can never do, you know. Exactly. And, yeah. Slowing down life's pace to be happy is one of your chapters. And, and that one was like, yeah, you do need to slow down life's pace and realize it's not about work, work, work. Nobody ever laid on their deathbed and said, gee, I wish I worked more. That just never happened. I don't think anyone right. said that ever. And, right. you know, so, yeah, I think people need to, um, to, to be a bit more aware, you know, energy awareness radio. They, they have to be aware of what they're doing yeah. for themselves, you know, not just for the other person, but for themselves. Uh, when we, when you look at the, when we're going through the book and I'm seeing some of these different categories, one of the ones that stuck out to me, well, there were, there were quite a few actually, you know, um, stay in today, your boundaries are huge. I get that a lot and forgiveness. And I find that people have more trouble forgiving themselves. I do. It's easier to forgive someone else. Than it is to well, you know, that's why I wrote the chapter the way I did. I, I, I started writing it, and I started as, as I was reading it, because, you know, you write a little bit, you edit, you read it, and I yep. thought, 
ooh, this is what I've heard everywhere else. Go forgive someone else. And I said, man, is that missing a step? Because how in the world am am I going to forgive anybody if I haven't checked myself in and said, okay, I've got to get these things out of the way. So the chapter is, you know, 80%, 90% of that chapter is really on how do you forgive yourself. And the interesting component I found with that is once you forgive yourself, what you've really done, first of all, is get rid of your own stuff. But in the meantime, you've actually laid down the template to move forward because you're going to use exactly the same steps that you use to forgive yourself to forgive someone else. So you're really putting it into motion with with yourself. If you don't do it with yourself, you won't have that template, and you're going to mess. You're going to mess it up when you try to forgive someone. That's in fact, you won't forgive them. You, what you'll do is you'll you'll kind of um, push it out of the way for a while, but I guarantee you'll take it back later. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny because I've asked people a number of times, "Well, have you forgiven yourself?" And they'll say, "For what? What did I do?" Yeah. <laughs> I'll think. Okay, there's a lot to that question right there. You know, can you put the other person's feelings first? And when I read that in your book, I thought, oh, my gosh, I love this. You know, be willing to put the the feelings of the other person before your own feelings. And so many times I hear, why should I do that? They don't deserve it. And I think, okay, wow, we have a lot of work to do here. (laughs) Yeah, and the answer to that, obviously, (laughs) is that so I become a person who forgives. It's not about whether they deserve it. It's not any of that. It's about me looking at me, because if, if you look at that chapter, I tell people, go back and get that brutal honesty again, because that, you know, yep. that answers yep. the question, why should I forgive them? Why do, what did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. Well, let's go be brutally honest with yourself until it hurts a little bit, and you'll find out what you did wrong. Yes. Yeah, and it's funny, because when I read Brutal Honesty, because that's very early in the book, yep. <laughs> and it's like chapter two or three or something, I said, uh-oh, I see where we're going with this. This is going to be tough. <laughs> It is the hardest so chapter of the book. It's the one, yeah. you know, because every, everyone thinks they're honest. Everyone thinks that they're going to get honest information and that they're being, you know, courteous. And this is, yep, you're right, I was wrong. But, they, you know, they, they just, we just scratch the surface until it makes us feel better. Honesty was not designed to make us feel better yet. It's designed to make us feel right. uncomfortable until we get to the point that we learn to use it properly and in depth then we get comfortable with it. And if, if someone tells me that when, when I'm teaching them this and that they got honest in a couple months, oh, uh, that, that's when I kind of go out there and say, that's impossible. I teach it. I yeah, didn't go it there. Years. It takes mm-hmm. years. It takes it, I, I, mm-hmm. I, As you know in the book, I liken it to peeling, peeling an onion. The deeper you go, yep. the more yep. tears, the more, the more pain involved. But the other thing is when you learn how to be brutally honest, not only do you go in and get all the junk, you find all the beauty in yourself too. But you've got to be willing well, to go there and keep it up. Yeah, well, that's the key. If you keep it up, it, it's not that it gets easier, but somehow it does get – you know what to do, and you do it quicker. Right. So you know how to use that. And that's the beauty of it right there, that, okay, uh, you know, you can almost – sometimes if you're doing something, think, okay, this is not good. This is, you know, what am I doing here? I, I have to be brutally honest with myself. This is not right, or I don't feel good about this, whatever it is. And you get through it quicker, and you can stop things before they happen. So, yeah, that was, that was a pretty good one, uh, you, know, well, you know, especially when, when you referred. When you come down to, um, you know, this whole thing, doing it over time, and I, I keep telling people that the brain doesn't just hear something and all of a sudden you learned it. It's repetition over time. That's what learning is. Yeah. And, and, and so the program is a program for life. It's not it, – people look at it and say, well, I'll get to the end of the book. I'll do this three or four times. I think I'll get it. No, you're, I'm, I'm giving you things that you're going to do for the rest of your life, but don't make it a, a rest of your life chore. Add it as something that's fantastic in your life, and it will light up every day for you. Sure. It's a, it's a reference book. It's, a, it's a, one of those reference materials you can go to all the time because you know you've read it, you have – understood it now you need to go back and do it over and over and over again so it becomes rote it's part of you it's inherent in your system so that you can just you know yeah do it that that's i think the beauty of the book because the chapters are so short you can do that and you kind of want to you want to go back and say wait what did he say about this i need to read this again and you know if you're doing that then you're learning because you're willing to go back and look at it don't just read the book and put it on the bookshelf 
Read the book. Right. Keep it on your desk. Refer to the book. Use it. Use it for what it is. You paid for the book. Now use it, or, or you're not going to get anything out of it. So, yeah, that and it's. You know, when I, I tell people, if you, if you have a self-help book, the way you know it's a good self-help book is that you keep going back to it. If you read it and put yes. it on the shelf, it probably didn't do anything for you. Right. You read it and you thought, well, and then there are people who say, well, I knew all that. I didn't need to read it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, whatever. So <laughs> you should be able to always go back to that book and refresh yourself, and it's not going to be the huge, huge investment. Okay, i got to go read these few pages. Let me see what I did wrong and I, and I go back and I fix it. It's, but, again, it's a, a good self-help book is something that's always there for you and you don't want to part with. No, you don't. You, you absolutely want to use it as the reference material that it is. Now, right. it was just published last year, so there hasn't been a whole lot of time to get feedback from people. But have people who took the course that you developed in Bangor, Pennsylvania – have they looked at the book? Is there? Have you gotten any feedback between the course and the book itself? You know how, oh, sure. how one course. Okay. Well, you, you know, being being a psychologist with a research background, one of the things I did to write the book was to, uh, in steps, you know, get the format out, do a, a research project, which is really here. Read this. Tell me what you think. Did it? Did it? Did it resonate for you? I did that in three or four steps. So I, that's how I knew the program was going to work because. People had already read it. It's been out now. It's actually been out since the December of 2019. So we're at about a year and eight months. And uh, yep. yeah, I get a lot of feedback. Um, that's the nice thing. Um, what I'm, I'm getting feedback. Uh, it's coming from all different age groups. I'm getting couples who married couples who are reading one chapter at a time each and then applying it. I'm getting uh, uh, people using it for anger and fear and all different kinds of things. The feedback has really been a, you know, a really overwhelming uh, thing for me. Uh, they're coming back and they're saying, yeah, it's working, but I realized it's going to be part of my journey, and it's not this destination I was going to get to, and I'm going to, be, I'm going to find internal balance, and I'm going to be wonderful. I'm realizing that this is going to be step-by-step step all my life, but they said, I, the ones that are really coming back positive are saying, I realize that now I had an ally for the rest of my life, not some kind of mm. chore that I was supposed to do. And I had to, you know, try to do what they told me to do. I, it, it's, it's my way. I can do this. I don't have to have someone tell me that uh, I have to do it their way. The steps are there. I can apply them and I can do this the rest of my life. And I can go back and get it anytime I need it. And it was nice to have that. They said it was nice to have that in their toolbox. Yeah, and I bet because the copyright in the book says 2020, so I presumed it was last year, but coming out in 2019 and then three months later, we're all pretty much in lockdown. Yeah. This yeah. probably was a good thing for people to, to have, you know, That's and to I do. Heard, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> One of the other chapters that um, I, I looked at more closely was the fear factor because it's so mm-hmm. prevalent even before covid People, yep. you know, my, I have a firm belief that we have two emotions, fear and love. Everything that's negative and, and you don't want is fear. Everything that is good and wonderful is driven by love. So you can either come from fear or you can come from love. What's your choice? You have a choice, two choices, pick one. And so that really um, brought to light a lot of things that, you know, it was like, oh, okay, this is, I'm glad he's talking about the faces of fear, you know, and, and having to face it and, and how you go about doing that. That was a, a, a particularly good chapter that I think people would get a lot out of because I don't think people look at things the same way when it comes to fear. They think of it as like, well, there's not a bear attacking me, so I'm not living from fear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's one of those real insidious kinds of things. And, and you're right on, on the mark in my, you know, in my book. What I've always said is that uh, you can't really get to the point that you love until you work through your fears because there's where your, all your insecurities are. And, that's, and, and fear then is, is channeled through the body and expressed differently, often but with anger and, or avoidance or whatever it may be. So to write this book and not take, someone through, take the readers through fear would have been a huge mistake. They, they, in fact, they would have got stuck. That's one of the real important chapters in the book. Yeah, it is. That, it absolutely is because you can't get to anything else. And later on, well later on in the book comes the chapter or two chapters I think that were done on love um, and that was very good but in between that you also had a chapter on understanding who you are by serving others and yeah. I 
think that's starting to be a thing now. People are realizing you need, we're here to serve others. And it doesn't mean to be a slave to people. It doesn't mean to not have boundaries. It's totally different. And you summed it up in your, in your chapter, you know, beautifully that, you know, only through sincere and dedicated service to others can you understand who you are and why you're here. That was critical, too. It is critical. And, and again, it, it's not a service for, for notice. Uh, I don't want people to know that I'm serving someone or helping someone. It's just about being that person who's willing to do so. And what we're, and what we're giving them is really the gifts that we have. We, and, it does, and I'm not talking about money or things like that. You know, we, we, we can do that when they need it. But the point of the matter is you know, just all the, all the tools I'm providing in the book, once you get to the point that you become that person, you want to keep giving those to other people. You, you know, keep the chain going, if you will. And uh, if we don't do that, then everything we learn stops right there, stops right inside us. The only way we're going to be able to know if we're really making the changes is, is, by, is by how we give them to other people, whether it's our, assist, our assisting them or loving them or whatever it is. It's, it's what we give away that tells us how far we came. Yeah, the actions going forward. And with right. each chapter, and, I, and I'm not actually sure if it's with each chapter, but in many of the chapters, there's a story that goes along with the chapter itself. And I just love the good, the good deed story because that was so, you know, little kids do that. When you were talking about well, the little sixth grader, Billy, you know, did you want to tell that, that story? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I can tell it because I lived it. Uh, that oh. story is the only thing in the book that was me. That was m- myself and my father. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I, you know, being brought up in the home where it was what, you know, they preach that kind of thing. So I, I went out one day, and I was at the local store. It was actually the, the store our family owned. And I went down, and there was someone in there. It was an older person, and she had to walk about a quarter of a mile and carry her bag of groceries. It was a little bit heavy. So I said, I'll, I'll do that for you, and carried it home. Well, so felt so good about myself to help someone came home and told my dad and he just nodded I'm kind of confused here I'll tell him again and I did he nodded again and as I entered the third time to tell him he said let me stop you right there what you did is good and I'm proud of the fact that you did it but if you get to the point that you think that that has to be something special not so that's just what you're supposed to do every day and that's yep. I remember that day kind of really changing the way I looked at life. You know, it, it wasn't it special. Just because we did something, you know, we want to be, be patted on the back for doing something special. But those things are nothing more than the way we're supposed to live life. We're supposed to help people and be there for them every day. Yep. Yep. It's so funny because sometimes when you put my, I forget who it is that gives out poppy seeds if you donate money. And it's usually in May. And they, they, give you like a little poppy, not poppy seeds, they give you a little poppy flower, fake poppy flower mm-hmm. to wear, so everybody knows you gave. And they'll say, do you, do you want the pin? And I was like, no, that's okay. And one of the women said to me, why don't you want the pin? I said, God knows what I do. Nobody else needs to know. <laughs> you know? I always say it, it's a little deal between the giver and the receiver, and those are the only two people yeah. that have to know. And sometimes not even the receiver knows. They just know they got a gift. That's all. Exactly. Yeah, they don't get the, the whole that's thing. That's where the growth is. The growth is not in the notoriety. The growth is not in someone knowing you're patting you on the back or you feeling good about yourself because other people saw it. If, if, you, if that's the case and that's what you got, your growth stopped right there. I, I write that in the book. Yep. If you're willing to keep it quiet and become that person, that's where your growth is. That, that's where everything yep. changes inside you. Yeah, because I love the last sentence in the, in the good deed story. It says, you know, um, in fact, payback negates the internal growth that comes from true altruistic gestures. That's right. so true. If you're yes, looking for the award, if you're looking for the accolades, if, you look, if you're just doing something because you want to do it, it's because people have said to me, well, you talk about your children's foundation. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to raise money. We're all volunteers, so we're just trying to raise money to, get the, you mm-hmm. know, to help the kids, so we need, we need people to help. But – 
it isn't me. It's the whole team of us. It's everybody helping. It's what you do. You contribute. How do you contribute? And what are you going to do to make the world a better place? Because they're little people and they need help. They look up to us. So we have to help them. And, you know, it, it's totally different. But, yeah, I loved that. I thought, oh, that's so very true. You know, the whole altruistic thing. I can't believe of all the stories in the book as I was going through and reading them. I'm like, oh, I like this story. Like, I thought, I really like this good deed story. And it happens to be your story. <laughs> Boss who is called Billy, <laughs> a.k.a. I, 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 I was writing that chapter, and I'm looking for how do I want to explain this. And, I, you know, you go back and you think, I have this story. I'm not going to get any better on this. I lived it. I think I, I should put at least one in there that has something to do with me. <laughs> I think it's great. I, I can't believe you didn't use your own name, though, but I guess you couldn't. <laughs> Um, and then you have the chapter on, let's see, there's one called In the Name of Love, and I think it was the very next chapter, Extending Pure Love to Others. And right. those two go so hand in hand. They're so terrific. Talk about those for a little bit, if you will. Well, you know, you start with love as it is, and I, 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 there's that, that age-old question, what love is, and everything uh, I find doesn't, I, I thought has never uh, answered that question. And And to me, to be in a state of love is what I call that internal balance. Get yourself in order physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, and then you're balanced. Now you're ready for love. And, and, and my, so what I found, uh, the deeper I dug, is that love really has nothing to do with the heart. It does, the head doesn't make us love. The brain doesn't make us love. Love is part of the spiritual part of us. That's why it's unconditional. Mm-hmm. And when we get to the point that we can get ourselves so balanced that that part of love can come through, it's completely altruistic. It is nothing more than extending that whole balanced framework to another person. I have my peace. I have my love inside me. I, I've, I've created a world that I like, which I've learned to love in, and now I want to give that to you. I'm not expect any, expecting anything at all back from you. If, on the other hand, you're a person that's doing the same thing, that's going to come back to me. And then we, we're starting a, a, a relationship that is very balanced, very calm, and, and it, you know, void of all that crazy emotional dance that we all do and think is love, which, you know, always kind of – I always looked at that and said, this can't be. Were you we're, – we're turning love into a crazy, irrational, emotional dance. That should be the last thing love is. In fact, if anything ruins love, that's why they don't last. You know, we peak early and mm-hmm. then we fall apart. So I've always wanted to, I've told my people, just will you just please relax, let this thing flow, get yourself to the point that you feel good about your world, you love your world, you love you, and that's a product, again, of becoming balanced, in, in, in having all those energy sources balanced. If you, you know, it's, it's what uh, Buddhists will call nirvana. It's, it's getting to that point where you're, you're, the worldly influence isn't so great, where you just feel at peace with yourself and you don't need anyone to complete you. You've gotten to that point where you feel good about you. That's the point where you can love someone. And that's, that's real love because then when you do love someone, it's so pure and so real and deep. And the older you get, love changes. And yes, love is different than when you're, you know, 20 or 24 years old, you're getting married. You, you don't know what the hell love is. You have no clue. You know, you're just like playing house and, and, and having children because that's what you're supposed to do. But as you get older, you realize, well, wait a minute. Let's take a step back here and look at this and see what truly is love. And, and then you can find a partner that really gets it with you because there are not all these things that you have to do because you have set the boundaries in your life and you've learned how to forgive for, you know, what is there to fight about? It's just ridiculous to fight about anything. So if there's nothing to fight about and you just forgive someone or look at someone and take them for all their flaws and all their faults, they should be taking you for all your faults and flaws too, because you should be looking at each other as perfect people in your imperfections. And seeing that and saying, I accept and living with it and knowing that you're not just living with it, but you're living with it because you, you want to and, and you want to be there with that person. So, you know, or even if it's not an intimate relationship, you want to be there for the person if it's at work or something, just coming from love, coming from your heart and knowing that if I'm coming from my heart all the time, it's for the greater good of everybody, me and them. And if you're not, if you're coming from ego or you want things from it or you're playing a game, then it's not, it's not going to work. Like you said, it's just not going to work. 
Yeah, and, and that's what I wanted the program to do. I wanted to get all these little things, the honesty, uh, forgiveness, all those things in the other chapters to bring the person to the point that then they can, they can understand what internal balance is. When you get to that point, and I'm really explicit about how I explain it, uh, when you get to that point, then you are ready, and that's what the book is designed to do, to get you to the point that you understand what pure love is, spiritual love, and how you can acquire right. it and, and then uh, uh, extend it outward. And it doesn't just go to another person. That's great if it happens. It's really about loving your entire world because you're not going to love another person until you feel good about you and the world you've created. Then that person can fit into that. Otherwise, you're really going into this thing uh, without any plan whatsoever, which is another reason why it always fails. Yeah, and the world you create is not the world that you see out there on the news. Correct. That's right. It's not, yeah, it's, it's what, like you said, it's what you create. You have to create that world and be comfortable with it before you can invite somebody else in or they can invite you into theirs and, and make that work because then it's a coming together of two different worlds and it can be very beautiful, but you have to have your world set in place and understand where you're coming from in order to make the other person or to, to find another person if that's your goal, to, to share your world with someone because you're really sharing your world. You know, yes, you're not sure. saying it has to be this way. You're sharing and they have their world. And it might just be an intersection where a piece of it share and, and you have to be comfortable with that. No, yeah, you have your world over there. I have my world over here. And then there's this coming together of, of what we have that we possibly, you know, share. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I think every from the beginning to the end of the book, there was so much in it. it, was, it this book is a, a plethora of information. It's chock full of all good stuff. Um, I just really, it, it's just it's almost too easy, <laughs> and yet there's work to be done. You have to do the work. You can't just read it and say, okay, I read it. When's it going to happen? You have to do the work that's there. But when you read the action items, you know, time to take action, and then driving it home, it's really not that hard. It's just a perspective. So I think you're showing a perspective to people that they can adapt or, or look at at least that might be different from theirs. And in that, if they see it, they've made a shift in which each chapter, if they make a shift on each one, they will shift into actually fixing themselves. Exactly. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're almost at the top of the hour. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? You know, I love to end uh, these kind of things with essentially the same thing because it just it encapsulizes everything. I just want people to understand that what we're doing, what I'm doing, is nothing more than telling you that everything you have, everything you need is already inside you. All I'm going to teach you do, to do, as I said in the t- when we started this, that we, mm-hmm. I'm going to help you go find it. I'm going to help you define it and teach you how to use it so you can stop relying on outside sources to try to fix your world because they will betray you every time. Not just people, the whole world you're trying to set up with outside influences and trying to satisfy them. Understand who you are, go and get what's inside you, then you get to satisfy yourself and there's no greater satisfaction in the world. Yeah, there's not. And it's such a, it, it's such a great book to be able to do that in a way that I have never seen in another book, as we talked about earlier. I've never, never read a book that was this, um, it, it's not elaborate, but it's just succinct and detailed without being overly wordy. You know, it's not wordy at all. You just get to the point, you do it, and, and your life will change. Please tell people how they can learn more about you and your work and where they may purchase your book, the Fix Yourself Handbook. Sure. Um, anyone wants to know more about the book or me, my website is faustregero.com. Uh, the, it, it's dedicated pretty much to the book. Uh, you can see where you can buy it there. It's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, the usual retailers. But the website tells you everything about, about uh, myself and the book. Again, faustregero.com. And that's F-A-U-S-T-R-U-G-G-I-E-R-O.com. So check that out. It's, it, you, I think you'll be glad you did. And think about it for any gift-giving that you have to do, you know, this could be the greatest gift you give someone. It would be the greatest gift you give someone because they're helping themselves. So, you know, it's a really great way to go. Um, Thank you so much, Foss, for being on the show. I really, really appreciate you taking time to be here. I I think 
everybody enjoyed it as much as I did, I hope. I thought it was wonderful, and uh, I'm just very grateful that you were able to join us. You know, to you, thanks so much for inviting me. I had an absolutely awesome time, and uh, I, you know, I, I do hope anyone uh, who is listening uh, can benefit. Uh, and anyone who uh, has any questions, there's a contact uh, link on my website, and I'm real good about getting back to people. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me. Oh, terrific. That's great. Thank you so much. And just hold on the line, and I'll be with you in just a second. Okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a most challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link to this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they too can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in. For more information about me and my work or to schedule a remote energy therapy session of your choice, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. Also, please check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where every dollar of every donation supports children in need 100%. We're starting, as I mentioned during the show, a um, mental health initiative. So please take time to look at the website and learn more about that. Please follow us on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio and at Soji Huggles. And while you're in your social media accounts, please be sure to like us on Facebook. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most enjoyable week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.